welcome to the Super Sentai Buddies. This is episode 2 of the Eiffel Mini Force, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to the Korean Tokusetsu program Mini Force. Every week we watch an episode of the show and share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Ivy, and with me always is my co-host, Mark. Dad, how are you? I am doing pretty good today, Ivy. It was kind of a sleepy day for me. I'll be honest, I had a little trouble staying awake in parts of the day. But it's the end of the day now, so I'm doing pretty all right. How are you? Good. Today we'll be watching episode two, The Attack of Spider Megamon. And episode three, Fortune of the Day. But before we get into that, Dad, shining in the heavens. There are five stars. Would you like to hear the first star of the week? (laughs) I would. I'm excited for this one because I can see it up there. I'm reading it, so I know what it says, but I don't know what it means. So tell me about the first star of the week. The first star of the week is My School's Hot Chocolate Sale. Like you, the students, are selling hot chocolate to adults? We're selling hot chocolate to kids at recess. And, oh, okay. And me, Rylan, and Izzy were put on a team to do the recess right before us, and that means we also get to have lunch with the first in kindergartners, the ones who we are selling hot chocolate to. And for. you are in second grade. Yes. So you get to have lunch with the hot chocolate salesmen in the grades younger than you two. Yes. Did you meet any cool new kindergartners or first graders? Mm-hmm. Cool. So what do you do? When you said hot chocolate sale, I thought it was going to be one of those things where you bring home a magazine and we write down our orders and it goes back to school. But this is actually you selling hot chocolate at the school for students. Is that why you were collecting money to take to school this morning? Yeah. Okay. So you sell like recess hot chocolate? Yeah. That actually sounds kind of awesome. How did the selling go? We didn't start yet. Yesterday, I think it was Miss Weller's class or Miss Rumberger's. Since there are three second grade classes, each of our classes gets one turn with each grade. Oh, okay. So tomorrow's your day to sell. Yeah. Did you buy any today? Yes. How is it? It's really good. It's like normal hot chocolate and it's medium warm. Okay. So, so you can drink it right away. You don't have to wait. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Cool. Medium warm is the best temperature. Places give you super, super hot when you order out, like you get coffee or tea or hot chocolate, and then you have to wait like half an hour to drink it because it's so hot. Medium warm seems like a good idea to me. Mm -hmm. And then they have like the little drink spouts that you would use for like water, only it's like to keep it warm, but not hot. Okay. Interesting. And that works okay? Yeah. Cool. How long does that last? The last day, I think, is Thursday. Okay, so there's three hot chocolate sale days. Uh Uh-huh, so each of the second grade classes will get a turn. Oh, that's very cool. And And there are kindergarten and first grade classes that help you? Nope. It's just second grade. It's all second grade. Oh, so when you were hanging out with the kindergartners and first graders, you were just hanging out with their class. You weren't hanging out with, like, the special hot chocolate salespeople from those classes. No. Got it. Hey, Dad, what's the second star? 
Second star this week, Ivy, is a star that we have on this program a lot, and it is video games. We've been playing some fun video games in our house lately, so I thought we'd take a minute to talk about them. The one that we've been playing together is a game Human, called... Human Fall Flat. Right. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Human Fall Flat, and then we're going to talk a little bit about another game you and Holly, your mom, have been playing together a little bit. But let's start with Human Fall Flat. What is? It's a weird game. It's kind of hard to describe. Okay, so it's sort of like a puzzle game, and we're rag, ragged dolls, mm-hmm. and we have to get through these levels. One level, we have to get wires connected. Mm-hmm. and then it does something like stops a fan, starts a fan, opens a door. Mm-hmm, that's right. And what are some of the other levels? There's some levels with, like, swinging things we have to dodge. There's some mm-hmm. levels where we're doing climbing. There's a boat level that I really hate. Yeah, I don't like either. <laughs> the only part I like about the boat level is there's lots of climbing and and is that my dad usually drives. So, the interesting thing about this game, I think, is it's a good two-player game. And it's always fun to find a game that you can play together. And it's a game that you just explore around. Like, it's not a game you have to do really fast. It's not a game where there's a whole lot of danger, except for falling off the edge and having to start over. It's a very kind of, like, a creative problem-solving game, right? Yeah. It's really fun i like it we don't usually do it over again we only did over again once or twice because there was a new level added and then this time there was another new level added because we don't like to do puzzle games over again because it's like we already know the answer so we just through yeah you have to kind of give it enough time that you've forgotten or like you said in this case they released some dlc that has a brand new episode uh, brand new Level? I almost called it an episode. <laughs> a brand new level to play. So we started over, and we've been playing just a, like maybe half an hour, an hour every day to kind of stretch it out and make it last a little longer. Yeah. And the game that you and Holly have been playing together is, and you haven't played it a lot lately, we've kind of given it a rest because we've been playing some Monster Hunter and some Human Fall Flat. But before that, what were you and your mom playing at the same time? Pokemon Sword... Or Pokemon Show. They're two different games, only they're practically the same thing. Mom has already beat the game, and I am still working on something that's called the Pokemon League. If you watch Pokemon, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a bunch of Pokemon battles, and um, my mom beat it the first time, and it's against, like, champions, gym leaders... Can I ask a little, and I know it's been a bit since you've played, because you've been playing some Human Fall Flat, you've been revisiting the Untitled Goose game a little. Do you remember any of the Pokemon that are kind of on your main team? You mean, like, my favorite Pokemon? Yeah, who do you keep in your top six that you battle with the most? Can I tell you my very top one? Yes. My top Pokemon is Squirt. It's used to be a Squirt Bunny. And then it was a rabbit. Um, it's my favorite Pokemon. I just had it ever since I started the game. Yeah, it's the starter. It's the fire type starter for this one, right? Mm-hmm. And fire type's my favorite, probably because red's my favorite color. Mm-hmm. But if it would have given an option of an Ivysaur, I mean Bulbasaur, 
because my name is Ivy and Bulbasaur evolves into Ivysaur, I so would have gotten it. <laughs> and I would have given it a stone so it can evolve after Ivysaur. <laughs> that sounds... Is there Bulbasaur in the game later? Like, could you find a Bulbasaur, do you think? I'm not sure. Haven't Be- gotten far enough to find one, at least? Uh-uh, I'm not sure. Mom hasn't found one yet, so I'm not sure. So Pokemon Sword and Shield have been fun for you so far? Yep. I'm just crossing my fingers. I win the Pokemon League because I'm not sure what will happen if I lose. Will I have to earn the gym badges again? Will I get another chance soon? Because Mom passed it right away, so... Yeah, maybe if we get to do another of these Super Sentai Buddies in the future, you can let people know how it went. (laughs) Sound good? Sound good. Ivy, what is our third star of the week? It is Baby Watch. We interrupt your regular broadcast of the Super Sentai Brothers to bring you a breaking news update. Baby Watch. (laughs) Now, before anyone gets too excited, we're not having a new baby in our house. What is this star about? This star is about my baby alive doll. What is... (laughs) I mean, I know because I've seen it. But tell us a little bit about Baby Alive. This is the doll you got for Christmas, right? Right. A Baby Alive doll is a doll. The kind I have is a kind that you turn it on and, like, you can rock it to sleep if it cries. Unless you're holding it upside down or sideways, you need to feed it a bottle. (laughs) What if you're holding it upside down? Then it cries. And if you're holding it flat, at least the kind I have cries. Oh, it doesn't like like to be held and rocked kind of thing? No, it just doesn't like to be laid flat as long as its head's propped up. It's fine. Okay, so like a real baby. Mm-hmm. Likes to have its head propped up. Okay. So a baby alive doll is a doll that you actually have to kind of take care of? Sort of, w- yeah. At least when, when you turn it on. Yeah. My kind of baby alive doll, we don't feed it. There are kinds you can feed, but not oh, this okay. one. And I thought you had a bottle for it or something. Yeah. I meant, like, not, like, Baby Alive doll food or anything. Okay. Like, just, like, um, one of those, like, baby doll bottles where the milk disappears when you tip it one way. Mm, okay, yep. And I know it has a cradle, and it's got, like, a baby doll blanket. The whole works, right? It's a very, it's a baby doll with a lot of accessories. <laughs> yeah. It even came with, a, with its own hat. With its hat. Like a baby bonnet or like a top hat? Like, Does it wear a cowboy hat? No. Uh, a baseball hat? No. Does it wear a fedora? What's a fedora? A fedora is a hat like what Indiana Jones wears with like the divot in the middle and the wide brim around the edge? No. No? Does it wear a bicycle helmet? No. A motorcycle helmet? No. Does it wear a piss hat? No. A piss hat's like the explorer hat that you see. No. no. Does it wear a fez? Is a fez like a macaroni hat? <laughs> it's a macaroni hat. A, ma- a macaroni hat is, I think, a hat from England or something. It's a hat with a feather on it. Oh, okay. Kind of like a tricorn. Yeah. Okay. No, a fez is like the little red hat that, you know when you see the wind-up monkeys that bang the cymbals together? Oh, and they've got, yeah. No. That's a fez. No. Okay. What kind of hat did your baby alive doll come with? It sort of came with 
um, a hat like just a regular one. Like, imagine a snow hat without the pom pom. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got one of those when you were a baby. The hospital gave us one of those. Aw, that's cute. And your godfather, Lucas, knitted you one when you were a baby. Oh, what the? I think we still have one, although he did put a pom-pom on top of his. Oh. It was maroon, if I remember correctly. My baby's one is white with a flower design. Cool. Hey, Dad, what is star number four? Star number two was video games, so star number four is board games. We like to play a lot of board games in our house, right? Right. Especially now that you're getting older, because now there's three of us that can play the kind of more interesting board games together. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about some of the ones that we like to play last time, and we mentioned Forbidden Desert and Forbidden Island. And you said there was a third one called Forbidden Sky, but we hadn't got to play it yet. Yep, and we just happened to get it. We did, yeah. So what do you think of... This is actually an update from our last time we talked together on this show. What do you think of Forbidden Sky? Um, I like it, but I think I like the other two better. Forbidden Sky just... Seems a little bit complicated. It's is it complicated because the rules are too hard? Or do you just think it's complicated with some unnecessary stuff that slows it down? It's just complicated with having to, like, connect all the wires. Right. And then, um, you know, like, then you have to connect them all just the right amount to the spaceship thing. Yeah, so it's not that it's a hard game to learn. We learned it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But you're right, it's got this mechanism, this operational rule of the game, where the point of the game is what? That you're trying to take off in a spaceship or something? Pretty much, yeah. And to do that, you have to connect it up. And it's kind of neat because it's got a battery in it, so it'll make like a blast-off noise when you connect it. Mm-hmm. But the pieces don't fit very well, and it can be a little frustrating to kind of try to get them all lined up. So even though you've gone to the right places and you've built the right things, sometimes it feels like you have to waste time trying to line those little things up just right, and they keep sliding off and knocking each other off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that is a fair criticism. I enjoyed it. I think I might like it more than Forbidden Island, but maybe not quite as much as Forbidden Desert. Forbidden yeah. Island's just a little too simple for me on the other end yeah, of things. it is pretty simple. I like to play it sometimes, but then it has to have a break because it's, it's a little basic. Yeah. And we also got a game that we've only tried once so far called Dead Men Tell No Tales. Right? Right. And what kind of board game is that? Well, it's a pirate game, and we're trying to sneak onto this ship. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to steal treasure. Yeah, like we collectively, we play as a team, right? So we're not trying to steal each other's treasure. We together are... What do you think of it so far? Having only played it one time, what was your initial experience? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. It's pretty good. I agree. I liked it. I think it's one I'm going to have to play a few times. Because the first time we played it, we were still kind of learning the rules while we played. But I think having done it once or twice... I would like to play it again and get a better opinion of it. What do you think? Yeah, and maybe next time we'll start at a little bit of a lower level. Because last time, if it were a lower level, we would have been able to win. If it would have been one level lower, we could have won. Yeah, we did set the difficulty level a little higher. Because we're pretty good at video, or we're pretty good at board games in our family. You and me and mom, we play a lot of board games. So we thought, well, we don't need to set it too low. We're pretty good at board games. But we might have overcompensated and set it a little too high. 
So yeah, maybe next time we'll dial the difficulty down just a little, because we got very close to winning, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, Ivy, we're almost at the end. What is our fifth star of this week? It is Catherine's birthday tea party. Oh, who is Catherine? Catherine is my friend, and I'm pretty sure my first friend. Yeah, I think that's fair. You've known Catherine since you were born. Catherine is the niece of one of my very best friends in the whole world. And in our first house, she lived just down the road from us. Yep. So you guys have known each other for a really long time, and you've been very good friends for, I guess, eight years now, huh? Because you're eight years old. Yep. Tell me a little bit about a tea party. What does a tea party with eight and nine and ten-year-olds look like? Pretty much, there are these tiny sandwiches, and then, like, there are strawberry jello, like, some biscuits. Okay. Scones, I mean, and... Scones. There were sugar cubes, and we actually got to have tea. Wow. What kind of tea do you have? Do you remember? I had peppermint. I probably would have guessed that. You like mint tea. <laughs> it was like um, peppermint, strawberry, and there was something else that I can't remember. Okay. That sounds pretty fancy. And one of the things, we're not going to talk about the gifts that you took for Catherine, except for one. One of the things you brought her was a specific thing to use with tea. It was shroop waffles, and a shroop waffle is pretty much just... It's hard to explain. It's like a flattened out waffle, only not quite waffle. Mm -hmm. And it's stuffed with, like, caramel. Okay. You're right, yeah. It's kind of like a flat, thin waffle with caramel in the middle. And what do you do with it? Why is it for tea? You put it on top of your mug and let it heat up. Oh, right. So the steam from the tea, the heat of the tea, kind of heats up the waffle, right? Right. And then it gets all soft and gooey. Mm-hmm. So you guys had tea, you played some games, you got to hang out for a little while, you met some of Catherine's other friends, right, that you never met before? Right. How did, this is something, and we got to get on to talk about the show, because we're talking too long, but this is something I'm curious about. Because when I was a kid, I was not very good at meeting new people. I've got better as, it, as I've got older, but it's something you seem to be pretty good at. It's something I've noticed. When you meet new kids, you do a pretty good job of making friends. So, Catherine is just a little bit older than you, mm-hmm. and so I think most of the people who came to the party were probably just a little bit older than you. Yeah, they were like 9, 10, 11, I think, at the most. But it seemed like, at least when I saw you, it seemed like you just fit right in. Mm-hmm. Was it, is it hard for you to sort of meet new folks? It seems like that's something you're pretty comfortable doing. Usually it's pretty easy, unless I have a crush on them. Oh, that makes it a little Sometimes harder? Sometimes it's just like... Uh, hi, uh, uh, wh- <laughs> like, what do I say, uh, Okay. Uh. <laughs> but usually it's pretty okay to meet new people. Yeah. Okay. That always impresses me, because that's something that I struggled with. So, good job. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a break. We are going to watch episodes three and four, and then we're going to come back and talk about them. We will be right back. And we're back. As a reminder, Mini Force episodes are only 12 minutes long, so we watch two of them each week so that we have a little bit more to talk about. It's been a while since we've done this show, 
So give me just a quick 30-second reminder of what Miniforce is. Miniforce is like animals um, who are Power Rangers, like animal Power Rangers. That's right, Matt. That's pretty much it, right? It's a Korean program. It's a kid's show. And it is about a team of animals that have basically Power Ranger outfits and giant robots that they get into. And they specifically are fighting to defend... Animals. Yeah, like the animal world, kind of, right? Right. So we open up on episode three, the attack of the spider Megamon. I'm guessing you're going to ask, what is a Megamon, right? Yes. What is a Megamon? A Megamon is like a human-sized robot animal, because in the animal world, they're just tiny, so... Right. So it's like an extra big, it might be Mechamon, actually. Is it Mecha or Mega? Mega. Okay. So they are sort of robot, animal, extra large monsters. Pretty much. Okay. So this episode starts with two rabbits who are out for a walk. What did you think of these two rabbits? Well, the kids seem to be very curious and seemed like he thought he could be independent. Mm-hmm. And the mommy was like, hey, come back. You'll hurt yourself hopping around like that. <laughs> That's right. And he kind of ran out ahead, right? Right. And then he went into a cave and hid behind a rock. His mother came in and she's like, come out, come out. And then she sees him. She's like tiptoeing. And then she sees the spider Megamon's eyes and she darts him out of the way. And then she gets hit with the spider web that zaps her energy. And then the baby gets hit with the same thing. Yeah. This spider has, and we don't know what it is initially, we'll find out later in the episode, but it has kind of an electric-looking web, right? Right. And as this intro scene closes, the camera pans backwards, it pulls back, and what do we see at the end of the intro? We see spider's eyes. And a lot of other animals in the net. So it's not just these two rabbits. Other ones have been trapped, too. Yep. I thought these rabbits were kind of fun. I liked the little, I don't know if it was a little rabbit boy or a little rabbit girl. I liked the little rabbit kid. And you're right. He was kind of curious. He was maybe going a little further ahead than he should have. But I thought they were fun. Yeah. Okay. From there, we cut scene to the bad guy headquarters. Do you remember the bad guy's name for this show? Remind me. The bad guy's name for this show, the big, like, human boss, is named Nine. Yes. Which in German means no. Yeah, so the bad guy's name is kind of Mr. No. Pretty much. (laughs) There is, I don't know if you are familiar with these yet, but your mom and I watch movies, a movie series called James Bond about a British secret agent. And the bad guy in a very, very early James Bond movie is named Dr. No. (laughs) So it's pretty much Dr. Nine. Yeah, Dr. Nine, yeah. So, Nine, the kind of big boss, is talking to his number one assistant. Pascal. Named Pascal, right. Pascal looks to me, and this is something you know and I don't, because you've seen more of the show, so you don't have to tell me the answers yet. Okay. But Pascal looks to me like a ranger. And I think maybe you told me last episode that he used to be a ranger and went bad? He is a retired Mini Force 
ranger who turned bad, yeah. And don't tell me what's going to happen in the future, because we'll uh, watch that together. Okay, can I at least tell you what Annalie is? Sure. I think it's like a chameleon. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's a chameleon because he can transform into different rangers and things. Okay, that sounds very interesting. I'm excited to see more of Pascal. So they are talking, Nine and Pascal, about their plan with this spider, because a spider, not only does he have electric webs, but his webs have a special power. What do they do? They zap energy. Yeah, so they're kind of stealing the life force, stealing the energy away from these little forest animals that they've caught, right? Right. So what does... What happens next? It goes into, like, the mini force as tiny animals before they transform, and their friend, Susie. Yeah, that's which... right. That's a thing I forgot about until we started watching this show again. The mini force animals, when they're not being rangers, just live with, like, a 12-year-old girl. And they just kind of hang out there, almost like they're her pets, sort of, but also just her friends. She knows they can talk. Yeah. Every episode just has a little bit of them hanging out in the house. In this episode, Susie's trying to get them to help with... Her homework. That's right. Help with her homework. She had made plans with a friend. Mm-hmm. So she was like, hey, guys, can you do my homework? And Max is like, sure, sure. And then Sammy, Lucy, and Bold are like, no, no, no. And then Susie's like, I bet we'll do it after I give them these famous peanut cookies. But right after, she does, like, come on, guys, in a really, like, cute, sweet voice. And mm-hmm. they're and on the screen, it shows, like, they're just frozen in an ice block. So, like, they're just, like, really? Right. <laughs> but the cookies work as a bribe. It reminded me of Scooby-Doo getting bribed with Scooby Snacks. <laughs> and they start the homework, and Susie leaves to go hang out with her friend. But... Their Force Gems Ring! The Force Gems Ring, right. So their Force Gems are kind of like their communicators, and it's also what they use to turn into rangers. Yeah. So when the Force Gems Ring, that is the sign that Commander Chen needs them. Yep. So they jump into these sort of rolly ball things and go into like a secret lair beneath the house? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's beneath the house or if they have to go outside or where it is really. But there's a, like, a holograph table where their commander appears to give them a mission. Yeah. What is he? Is he, like, an arctic fox or something? I think he's some sort of cat. Okay. He's a cat. Okay. So he shows up and says, Mini Force, there's a big problem. Like, something, something, something. There's a big spider Megamon. It's called something, something, something. It's terrorizing out animals, something, something. Right. Basically, he says... Like he does every week, hey, there's a new monster and you have to go defeat it. Pretty much. And he tells them specifically with the spider that it has a weak spot. Right. Do you remember what that was? It's legs. Right. So they transform. They head out to the forest. At first they fight just some zero bots, which are kind of like the, uh, like the putties. Yeah. Of this world. And there's also... Oh, there's two henchmen. So Pascal is kind of the lead bad guy in the field. Mm -hmm. He's the ex-ranger. And then he has two henchmen in, like, brown suits. Yeah, they're like toad. Oh, yeah, the toad twins, or the twin toads, or something like that. And, wait, no, I'm not sure that has came up yet. I don't want to share that yet, because I'm not sure it came up yet. Ooh, is there more of a mystery to them? Well, 
There's something else of their powers. It comes up later, but it's kind of gross. Okay, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. In this one, they're mostly just hanging around. I think they toss a couple of grenades that don't really work. Well, yeah, they toss to, like, bombish things. Mm -hmm. Like what you said. And then the mini force is like, they're just looking at them and they're like, we're just going to throw them back. Yeah, and yeah, they threw right. them back because the dudes were like... <laughs> <laughs> and they had blown up with them and they posed like one arm, like robot arm thing. Mm -hmm. And then one like sticking straight out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that takes care of the like the low level bad guys. And Pascal summons the spider Megamon or Megamon, spider Megamon. This is a scene every week, right, where the big monster shows up, and then what do the what do the mini force do? They call on their force cars yeah. that transform into like, um, like mech suits. Yeah. Okay, so their force cars are well. If they were Power Rangers, what would we call them? We would call them Zords. Yeah, they're kind of like their Zords. And they all hop into their force cars. Their force cars transform into, like, mech suits. And they have a showdown with the Mechamon. But a couple of them get hit with the Electra Web, and it's stealing their energy, too. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how they end up defeating him? I do not. Volt uses, I think he calls it the Force Jet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then... This you usually the ending move, I think. Or oh. at least one of their big attacks is usually the ending move. Okay, so Force Jet is like a pretty regular finishing move? Yeah. Got it. I'm curious, and don't tell me, because I want to find out when we watch it together later. But I keep expecting them to combine their Force Cars into a Mega Robot, because that always happens in Tokusetsu programs. So I keep hoping that this is going to be the week. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm ne I hope, I'll hope for next week. Okay. So they shoot him with a force jet, wipes out the mecha spider, all of the little animals are free, right? Right. And the episode ends back at home with Susie, who is in trouble now because she went out with her friend. Didn't do her homework. Right, and the mini force rangers got called out, so the homework's not done. Right. But that's that's where the episode ends, right? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that episode on the whole? I did too. I thought the spider mech, spider mega mega mon, yeah, spider mega mecha mega mana mecha <laughs> was maybe the coolest of the kind of mega mons we've seen yet. Yeah. And I thought his electric web stealing power was pretty interesting. Yeah. If he were a superhero, that would be awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the next episode, Fortune of the Day. And just like last week, we're going to open on some forest animals. Do you remember what they are this time? Not rabbits, but... Raccoons. Yeah. And what happens to them? Well, they are... It's like a bunch of raccoons, and they are walking through the forest, and all of a sudden, the scorpion, just like mini-force-sized villain, appears. Mm -hmm. And its tail shoots out like these circles that trap them and paralyze them. Yeah, like green paralyzing energy rings or something. Mm -hmm. And whenever they go ringed, they just like, ah, 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 Yeah, almost like they're being trapped in a lasso, right? Right. Okay. We cut from there very briefly to the bad guy headquarters. 
where Pascal is talking to Scorpion Pio. Yep. Which is the name of this scorpion kind of mech monster thing. Yeah. And they're just making plans to wipe out Mini Force together. Because that's the same plans they make every week, right? Pretty much, yeah. All right. So we met the forest animals. We go to headquarters. That means it's time to see the Mini Force. And this week, do you remember what they're doing? Um, This week, Lucy is, like, going on this iPad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Volt is, like, popping Max's not bubbles while Max is sleeping. Right. <laughs> and then Sammy's just, like, standing around, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Lucy is reading something called a horoscope, which is kind of a superstitious way to tell your fortunes based on the day you were born and the position of the stars in the sky and things like that. Yeah. And so she reads, is it Sam, Sammy's fortune? No, it was Wolf's fortune, and by accident she read yesterday's. Right, but we don't know that. So she reads a thing that he should be scared of circles, I think. Yeah. Like, and, beware of circles. Right, and he gets all nervous, and he's running away from every circle in the room. Pretty much, but before that, he's like, no way I believe in those superstitious things, and then he trips on the round marble, and he's like, eh, it's just a coincidence, and then a ball comes in and hits him, and Sammy's like, that isn't a coincidence, a ball just flew in the room. <laughs> and then the emergency call comes in, right? Right. Commander Chen tells him about Scorpion Pio and his paralysis beam. And they transform. Yeah. This time they have to head out to the desert, I think. Is that right? Is that where the scorpion was? I'm not sure. I can't remember, but I don't think it was the desert. Most of the time, I think the fight is more in, like, the jungly areas, the foresty areas. Okay. But I'm not sure it could have been in a desert with the scorpion. And for just a minute, Pascal and the Toad Twins are here, but they leave. And Pascal basically tells the scorpion, like, you... Go deal with the mini force, right? Right. How does that work out? Not very well. He almost gets them, though. I think he does better than most of the monsters yeah. so far, right? Right. And then... Because pa- he, he outfights most of them, and he paralyzes one of them. And then... Which the, one was it? Volt. Volt. Because he's afraid of circles. He's like, circle! Oh, right. And the paralysis thing is like a ring, isn't yeah. it? Like a and circle. He, and he just couldn't... He couldn't bring himself to move away. And eventually, he, um, like, just fought it off and made that ring go pew! Yep. But he was trapped initially for a while, and the rest of the mini force were kind of, they got beat up. The scorpion did a pretty good job. He was winning for a minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Volt kind of fights his way through the paralysis beam and gets free. And then Pascal. Pascal comes back and is like, Here, Scorpio, I give you the power of darkness, blah, blah, blah. What is the power of darkness? What does that mean in this show? It's pretty much he just turns into a giant, like, Megamon. Right. This is the scene, like a lot of the Power Ranger and Sentai programs, where the monster grows from a small monster to a big monster. Yep. How do the Mini Force respond? Call in their Force cars. And then they just transform into force bots. Yep. And they have a showdown. And someone, Key, saves the day. Do you remember? Volt. Right? Well, Volt wins the fight, but how does he win the fight? He wins the fight by using his force slash, was it? Yeah, force slash through the tail or something. The force jet through the tail. That's the, that's the secret. Do you remember how they found out about it? 
um, Lucy looked up on her first spot or something, how to, like, what was its weak spot and what was its strong spot? It turns out it's both in one. Yeah, so Lucy did some sort of field analysis research while they were fighting to figure out that its strongest weapon was its tail, but it was also its weakest place of armor, right? So it's a strong point and its weak point. Right. And then they all kind of team up and attack together, and Volt uses the Force Jet. And it was a pretty quick fight this time. I thought this fight was maybe... I would have liked a little more of it. I thought the Scorpion looked like a pretty cool villain, but he didn't get as much time as I would have liked. I wish he could have stuck around longer. So it's a pretty quick fight, really, right? Right. And then they go back home, and they laugh about, oh, looks like we had the wrong horoscope date all along. And Volt's like, what? <laughs> right. I liked the second episode monster a little better, but I think I enjoyed the first, I should say episode three. I think I enjoyed it more than episode four. I liked the scorpion. He was cool, but I think episode three was a better episode. What did you think of the two? I really liked them both. Yeah? It's a good show. I have to say, four episodes in, I'm really enjoying it. I am curious to see where it goes. Any, before we finish up, did you have any closing thoughts on these episodes? Um... I did really like how Volt just broke right out of that circle thing. Yeah, that was neat. I thought Volt was pretty cool. Volt's kind of the leader, right? Right. I'm used to the Red Ranger being the leader, but in this this program, the Blue Ranger's kind of the leader. Yeah. He's a little grumpy, though. No, that's Sammy. Sammy, the Red Ranger, is really grumpy. Okay, okay. Okay, I guess that's it, right? Yep. Are we done? Yep. Anything else? Not really. I don't think so. That's going to do it for another episode of the Eiffel Miniforce. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. And if you want to get any updates on future episodes, or if you want to check out the things we mentioned in the show, you can find us on Twitter at Super Sentai Bros. The Super Sentai Buddies are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Buddies. I'm Mark. I'm Ivy. And we will see you next time for the greatest, greatest show, show on, on Earth. Earth. Great job! Great job.